Duh, duh, duh. Oh, dude, I actually hear it. Duh, 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 duh. Something. Yo. How you feeling? Big up yourself. Boom, boom, boom. You've been watching too much LG. Yo. How much LG have you been watching? Respect. Don't judge me now. Big ups. Yo, we've just watching. Episode of H E L E N K E L L E R Philanthropist Entertainer. Yeah, that's another one. Survivor. Hell yeah. Greatness. Yeah. Magnifico. Yep. All round intellectual. Clearly. Undoubtedly. Helen Killer. What you think about Helen Killer? She's a fucking badass. For real. Like so, so, so this chick, like, what was it? Scarlet Fever or whatever takes her, takes her sight and hearing, and she just can't communicate. Like she just beyond like very 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 basic. Very basic communication. Just can't communicate at all, right? Okay, so she eventually meets this woman, Annie Oakley, um, who, like, the documentary we saw described her as the person who opened the door to Helen Keller opening doors. Annie Sullivan. Yeah, Annie Sullivan, yep. Um, And so, so while being deaf and blind, Helen Keller gets into college... Um, like, with the college, like, actively, it seemed like actively working against her coming to the school, if we're being honest. It was Radcliffe College, and then, like, but, so while she's in college, and is deaf and blind, and definitely getting no favors handed out to her, she writes her first book, which, what the fuck? Yeah, she published, like, um, like, no, Enormous amount of papers. Yeah, and articles. And articles. Um, she just had so much yeah. to communicate. Yeah. Oh, she, my uh, goodness. Yo, that's magical. She, um... The mic almost fell, by the way. So I was just going to let it go. Respect. But, uh... <laughs> she, uh... Helen Keller, yeah. She, uh... When she was... Uh, they, they took her to the school, and then they were, uh, were going to let her do the exam... But they had they had Anne Sullivan like, a, like far away from the premises of the school, so like just nowhere at all, no contact with Helen Keller. They had uh, the supervisor who was supervising her be supervised by another supervisor, the supervisor supervisor that yeah. supervising her yeah. doing the exam. So they were like, okay, we have to watch this and see. I don't know what the intention was. Maybe it was like we have to watch this and actually see if this is real. Yeah. That this lady can actually pull this kind of humongous feat if she could actually pull it off, you know? Uh, and then she did. Yeah, dude. And then she was vice president of what was it? Like basically student council. Every year. Vice president every year. Yeah. She was, she was just, mad popular. Yeah. She got mad popular in school. She rode a tandem bike with Annie Sullivan. Like yeah. one of them two well, seaters. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. She just. She was a badass. Badass, dude. Badass. Badass. She was a suffragette. 
Yeah. And civil rights activists before civil rights were really a thing in the conversation. Yeah. She made a movie, which apparently did like terrible, mm. but also it was nineteen like ten and she was she made a movie, which is insane. Yeah. Like deaf and blind and she made a movie. Made a movie. What the fuck? They went on tour. Yeah. Oh, wow. She went to Japan and yeah. Australia. Giving lectures and stuff. Giving le what the fuck dude? While being deaf and blind, you know. Mm -hmm. Yep. She survived uh the to the deaths of her two helpers, you know, and Sullivan and Polly. Polly Thompson. Polly Thompson. Mm. Um, and, you know, just remarkable what the human being can do yeah. when they set their mind to it. It's like, yeah, it's like next level achievement. And it's like, the reason why I like to look at all those stories is because I like to take uh, advantage of the fact that they give you perspective and like when you think like what you're going through is hard it's like yeah I just like to think in the moment it's like what would Helen Keller say in the mm. moment of me going through this thing and wanting to give up or like what would, what would Helen Keller do in a sense you know like if I'm going through a lot of like obstacles going through a lot of problems in modern day where we have all this technology and everything and ways to innovate and think what would Helen Keller do you know and I'll just, you know, I just, it just motivate me to figure something out because Helen Keller figured out how to be Helen Keller while mm. being deaf, blind, and just all around painful because it's like she did have her senses until she got the fever, and mm -hmm. then they were not there. So it's like it's not like you're even born; you was even born with them. It was like it was taken away, and that that takes like a whole other another level of like I feel like that takes a whole another level of pain mm -hmm. because because there's an awareness of the loss yeah you know yeah so it's like but somehow she figured it out and it's like big ups for that bro it's like like she was uh, flying planes with like obviously the help of somebody in the back seat, yeah that was gnarly but like the, just the willingness to go out and still be be alive and live, mm -hmm. like some of us have everything, but like we wouldn't even want to get out of our rooms. It's like, I mean, I'm not like that. Just says a lot about modern humans. Like we're, soft. we're like losers, dude. In this age, <laughs> to be honest, like soft as shit. But I'm not a loser. I'm not saying I'm a loser. But I'm just saying like it's we, act, we act like losers, like. We act like we deserve stuff nowadays, and it's just stupid. Cause mm. Helen Keller didn't deserve to be deaf and blind, but she took she owned it. So it's like, but I just real really respect that, for real. Cause there's this this like indomitable spirit. Yeah. Well, it's like no different from like, cause another thing that she would do is like you know, going to war hospitals. Yeah. Um. um yeah. And like talking to soldiers, and like she was alive so through World War One and World War Two. Like she was right. alive through that. Right, right, right. Like you know, I can't even imagine. You know, fighting for like, uh, always fighting for like, you know, good causes. Like she was, you know, involved in like fighting for like civil rights. You know, fighting for black people. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, fighting for... Um, she was in the NAACP. NAACP. In 1910-ish. Where, like, most people was ignorant and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, to be able to have a disability on yourself and still be able to fight for what's right, regardless of how many people are on the other side. And it's just like, it takes another level of courage, in my opinion. And like, just respect. It's like, what's that saying, uh, Will Durant? He said, a nation is built by great people, but the children end up destroying it. And I feel like, the fact that most people probably don't even know of Helen Keller, and there's probably even a million more people that don't even know about a million more people that existed that were awesome. I'm yep. saying me too, included <laughs> in that category. Like, I don't even, there's probably a bunch of people I don't even know about. And it's like, I have to go to bed at night sleeping with that reality of the fact that there's just, there's just so much greatness out there that we don't even know nothing about. Well, and, that was something that happened while we were watching it. Remember, what was the dude's name? Rathi, Rabindranath Tagore. That's Yeah. So, so he basically reinvented Bengali culture, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And he was, he was. There was a photograph of him with Helen Keller. Yeah. And you were just like, "Yo, that's that boy." Rabindranath and I'm like, Tagore. "Who?" Right. And you're like, "This dude." I'm like, "Oh shit!" But like, when you make those webs and you know who those people are, it binds the world more tightly together. Hell, and it yeah. also like gives more. Gravity to, like, the more great people that gather in proximity, it kind of gives validity to their greatness. Yeah, for sure. Or, or also, and also probably, like, expands it. For sure, so especially, I feel like, I feel like you should have a mental lattice work of just great people in your head. Their code, their quotes. Their ideas just have a mental lattice work of great people in your head. I feel like that that thing is very. It's like I can't have a conversation with. I mean, maybe it's just because of the places that I've been it been to, but I can't really even. Like, there's some things that are that mean a lot to me that I can't really communicate. And I'm sure, very most intelligent people have this problem. I'm not saying I'm intelligent. I'm just saying that's what it is. Most people probably have this problem where it's like they can't communicate things that they know to people who don't care about those things. But those things often tend to be irrelevant. Like, it's hardly the case that you can go to any college right now and mention Helen Keller and people will even know who that is. Or Rambrindranath Tagore and people will even know who that is. Most people might not even know who Winston Churchill is. Maybe they will know. But I think they would have like a pop culture... Yeah. But they wouldn't know the depths that they had yeah, gone through. You know, yeah. You know, I, I probably, I just even remember this speech. Like, I don't even know what, what it, like, I know it was involving the war and everything, but like, you can see like the level of ignorance that most of us have. Like, it's deep. Like, most of the things that shape our, our culture and reality today mm-hmm. is like, we don't even know nothing about it. Yeah. I feel like this talk should be, even be a talk on ignorance, even more so about like the, Greatness of Helen Keller, it should also be a talk about ignorance. Like, modern people are so ignorant, like, me included. Like, we don't, like, we don't know nothing, dude. Like, like, okay. It's like, if we tell, like, there's so many stories about even the world wars that me, people don't even know about. Like, 
me included, and it's like we just get distracted and distracted by things that are going on today. Like Will Durant used to say, we should spend more time focused on the last 2,400 years than we do focused on the next 24 hours. And I think that's cool. Like, I think that's really smart. Like, I didn't even find out about Will Durant until, like, not too long ago. Most of the people I didn't find out about them not too long ago. And I, like, I just went deep into their thinkings because it's, like, they're so intelligent you can't even grasp it. Like, I can't even start. Like, I don't even talk to it about people. Because the intelligence of these people, these great people, is so far ahead of most human beings that you just waste, waste the time trying to talk about it with them. But what this ends up creating is, like, it creates a kind of elitism in the sense that you hold the grades as elites. 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 Oh, it creates yep. elitism. Yeah. Okay. And it's like you kind of might end up looking at other people as kind of stupid. But I would say don't do that because everybody has something to say that you probably you most likely need to listen to and pay attention to. But in the sense of studying actual knowledge of things in general. Ignore most people because they don't know anything. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing about that quote is then there's there's like a standard, like the things that the things from that far back to present that have survived. Yeah. Like are probably the most important things from that time. Yeah. That needed to. For sure. Yeah. Exactly. Like Will Durant used to say, the history of. Uh, what was it? The history of great civilizations is the history... The history of great civilizations are its geniuses, in a sense. And I know yeah. like, that... I feel like that's kind of a biased way to look at it. But in a sense, if you ask somebody, what do you remember about this great culture? Most likely, they'll mention a great person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, like, that's just the case about it. Like, And what are the odds that any of us will be great? It's like zero to one. But... I do think greatness comes from a certain sense, a certain sense of mastery, and a certain sense of being able to master your own life and design it in a way that you're ever moving forward mm-hmm. and not just sliding back with whatever slope that comes on and knock you off because the slope is always coming to knock you off. Yeah. So it's like modern people, I feel like, should be exceptional masters of their life, of their lives because we have enormous and immense access to so much information knowledge and abilities exerted by other by the um efforts of others that we're just way that we're just doing so little that it feels almost feels like a waste half the time if not most of the time but i think what what feels like a waste the amount of information and energy that's exerted by the efforts of others okay I feel like feels like a week. Cause Helen Keller wrote like what two books? Yeah, she wrote I, two books by the time she was like before she was thirty. Right. I don't even read one. Right. Yeah. But it's like I know about Helen Keller more than most people. But even me that knows about Helen Keller has not even read one book of Helen Keller's. It's like that might be worth reading. I'm. Hell yeah, it's it. worth reading. You know, <laughs> it's in my Amazon cart. I, I but I haven't like ordered it yet. I. But this is it's like, about to be a problem. Like books with me. 
Yeah. Just buying books. Oh, hell yeah. Like, it has to be. I feel like... If your book list isn't longer than you could ever hope to read, you're not aiming high enough. Yeah, because, like, there's just so much knowledge out there. Like, there's so much... It's so much stuff to be known, and the what Carl Jung said: the more a man, the more a man knows, the more alone he becomes. And so it's like, it's like, do you really want to know that? <laughs> because because you will be lonely. God help you. It's either yeah. it's either two two things. You're either gonna be you're you're either probably gonna be crazy or delusional, or you're just gonna be really lonely. Mm-hmm. So that is the path to it. But that, I think that's why Carl Jung also said like. It's easier to judge. That's why most. It's easier to understand. It's hard to understand. That's why most people judge. So, it's like knowledge is a thing about you. You have to go deep into it, and it creates a large amount of understanding. So, but it's a really deep dive that you have to take with it. I think most of the human nature is to just scrape the surface, and take, you know, a little bit that doesn't exert too much energy on yourself, and then judge about the other part that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you didn't take the amount of time to go study so i think that's why it's often hard for modern people and modern society and even societies of the past probably to take the time to actually get a deep dive into knowledge and understanding and the nature of things and people who existed before and the um i'll say the great people great men and great women who existed before i do think that your life would be much much better with this no, I do think that the greatest thing you can do for yourself in your life is through the study of great men and women, mm. through the study of great people, mm. through the study of great books, mm. through the study of great things. I think everything else is just like, uh, like, like, come on, you can create pleasure at any time. Like, the mm. chase for pleasure is overrated, mm. in my opinion. Mm. It's overrated, like, because Freud said. And you can see how I'm just quoting from these people. It's like mm. they figured it out. Like, like I mean, nothing's ever like figured out, but like they thread the path, and it's like mm. it's just much easier to go and deserve um, the understanding by trying to study shamelessly study mm. everything that they've done mm. to the best of your ability. Mm. So Freud said it's like what Freud said was um human beings cannot cannot maintain happiness at the highest point at every moment every time because even that becomes dull yeah because happiness at every moment in time and every time it just it's just like yeah and at some point it's like there's no variation like okay nothing interesting yeah like if you if you have sex like every 24/7 every day every day it's probably going to be phenomenal for the first week if you could last that long probably Maybe. phenomenal for the first week the next week is going to be boring as fuck. Yeah. Because you only gain happiness from a contrast. That's what yes. Freud said. Yep. So it's like constantly just chasing pleasure is kind of counterintuitive or counter purposeful. That's a word. But um, it's like, it's like, you know, so like I think the chase for pleasure is kind of overrated mm. because you can't maintain it at the top level for as long as you possibly can. It has to come from a contrast in a sense. And I think the best contrast is deserving it in the sense that we go out there, do the work, do the work, 
whether it's through studying, reading books, or actually working with our hands and going through a stewardship or some kind of um, apprenticeship mm. somewhere or mm. through something. Because Jordan Peterson says, you have to subordinate yourself to something for a very long time in order to achieve true freedom. In in a sense, that's what he said. Okay. And that's 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 what he said. But I use my own words. But mm-hmm. that's what he said. Mm-hmm. You have to subordinate yourself to something for a very long time. And he emphasized it like a very long time mm-hmm. in order to achieve true freedom. And I think that's what it is. I think we have to go out. Do the hard work mm. for a long time, mm-hmm. and you know the maybe may, uh, the freedom. I don't see how the freedom will escape you in a sense, whether it's inner inner freedom or outer freedom. I don't see how it's just gonna escape you like that if you choose to deserve it. Like Charlie Munger, partner of Warren Buffett, he says he has no he knows no wise people who don't read all the time, mm. and. Obviously, obviously, I know, like, I'm not saying, oh, just read books and all your problems will be answered. No, I think there are, there, I think there are some trash books. You should not read. <laughs> some people drop books, like, every single day. I don't, like, I don't think everything on the New York Times is awesome. I think most no, of it is trash. No, But, um, Charlie Munger says he knows no wise people who, he has never, he, he, he has known no wise people who didn't read all the time. And Charlie Munger, to me, is, like, probably easily one of the wisest people today. Bill Gates said Charlie Munger is one of his, I, I think he said, if I'm not missing the words, he said Warren, uh, Charlie Munger is the wisest person today. So we may Bill, start looking that up? Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah most definitely. Okay, but, um, um, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, um, in terms of reading, it's like, is it, okay, let's say you hate reading. Mm-hmm. It's like, go to a Wikipedia page and like, just Look at a few words about a great person. You know, like, dedicate maybe, like, 10 minutes. Just look at a few words about a great person and just see what they say. If you don't want to do that, just find, like, an audio thing, like Spotify. Like, people make all these podcasts. Like, even this one, if you want, listen to it, like, five minutes a day and hear somebody say something, um, you know, about a great person. And, you know, just keep like keep learning it's like the curiosity levels i feel are very low extremely low to the point like that's just yeah oh let me see what ben is looking up here so bill gates is i don't they're brightest okay yeah yeah so there there was a video of them together but i think this is quotes from that i'm not sure but bill gates saying that charlie mark is the broadest thinker he's ever encountered yeah which is no small compliment from yeah. Bill Gates. Yeah. Like, yeah, if Bill Gates recommends somebody, I don't, I mean, if, I don't even know that as a recommendation, but... Endorsement, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I, had, I hardly ever see Bill Gates, like, you know... Vouching? Yeah. Maybe he does a lot, but he's a nice guy. But what I was saying was... <laughs> maybe not so nice, because I already makes, made a lot of people cry at Microsoft. <laughs> he's a nerd though but, like, he, um, is, he comes across with like a very nerdy persona and like clearly he's a I feel like we are nerds oh I'm definitely a nerd yeah. I'm it's I feel like I'm a nerd but like really cool yeah I'm I'm treading water between weird <laughs> and cool 
Um, I'm definitely more on the weird side. <laughs> Dude. Oh, man. I'm constantly reminded of. It's unfortunate. No, yeah. Like, personally, I don't care if, like, people are like, oh, like, this, if people are like, oh, but Bill Gates is horrible. This guy is horrible. It's bad. Oh, horrible, horrible. I don't think so. Just I don't buy that. Put that to the side for a second. There's a lot of horrible people in the world. Mm. Just pause for a minute. I'm talking about achievement, though. Okay. Like, what people do with their lives. Okay. It's like, people say somebody's horrible, but I think the truly horrible people are the people that waste time and waste your time. Mm. Like, imagine you date a girl for today, right? Okay. Okay. And, and, oh, she's like, oh, I, I love you, Ben. Oh, Ben, you're awesome. I love you. Let's do this. And then you date her for, like, two, three, four, five years. Mm. And on the sixth year, she's like, I never actually really loved you. I was just lying all the time. But I, but I was kind of confused and I just needed somebody to be there with me and for me. You just wasted six, five years of your life. Jesus. Wasted it like an idiot. That's, but you that's didn't know. a horrible person. No, is that a horrible person that's or not? That's a horrible person. And people person. were like, oh, Bill Gates is a horrible dude. Is, what? Is Bill Gates wasting your time? Are you serious? Like, is Bill Gates really wasting your time? Would you have a laptop right now? Let's make let's, <laughs> no, for real, for real. Like let's let's go. Let's like, let's like okay, maybe you probably will. But what are the odds? It would have been different. It you almost know? certainly would have been different. Exactly. It's like oh 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 Apple uses kids in China to do this and do this. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Maybe, nobody ever knows the details about that stuff. Maybe Apple is probably some, true. Yeah, maybe Apple is doing some dark. They're definitely contracted movie. with people who are doing dark shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, definitely true. Yeah, for sure. You know, but at the same but time. But then I'm like, but you're using an iPhone, and I'm like, you motherfuckers, right? <laughs> no, but it's like, if you're gonna be a devil, be a devil. Don't come at me like, oh, oh, Don't we're again, we're again. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you're using an iPhone, but you're shot, man. Fuck. <laughs> for real, for real. That's like, the sh- but it's like that special hypocrisy that's that's uniquely. Oh God! There's there's so many levels to it. It's there's something uniquely awful about it because there's really? there's levels to, like you're not wrong, but you're also, a, taking part in the endeavor. Right. Like you're no you're no less guilty by virtue of the financial involvement you've got yeah you know like you that's know, not like it's because of those kids in china that they're horrible like we don't even know this is speculation well there's but, definitely like you know suicide like suicide nets that yeah, have been put up at least exactly like and that's a fact right and it's because of those extremes that you like you will have your phones today and not that ends just by the means but you have to take into account the fact that if a big corporation is, is like a devil, and you interact it, interact with it in some way. You're kind of part devil too. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You know, like, and I want to shout out Peter Merzbacher too. That's my boss. He's gonna be starting a podcast okay. soon. Okay. So okay. I'm just giving him big ups if he ever gets. Yeah, we need to get we need to get on that then. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. But uh, um, no, but um, like with the like with the Apple thing, like. I'm all for, like, fuck corporations. I get it. <laughs> but it's not a one-sided thinking thing. Like, there's... The paradox is always as true as the 
like the opposite is always almost as true as the opposite. So both sides are equally true. Yo, I've been talking about that. I've been I've been thinking about that a lot because uh, I'm reading because Carl Jung. I'm reading his essay on Archaic Man, and he's talking about how. The, 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 the general idea is essentially that, like, archaic man, the, his thought patterns, the only difference, the only difference is not the thought process, but the assumptions that are made. And, like, their assumptions, even though they're different, are no less valid because their assumption, archaic man's assumptions fit with his, all of the objective facts that he's receiving from the natural world. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So, like, um, there's this one that I've been kind of struggling with. It, which, it's the example of, uh, so, like, three women go to a watering hole. Yeah. Um, and a crocodile comes and takes one of the women. In the middle. Right, yep, yep, takes one in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and the question is, th- there are several questions that can be posed, yeah. right? So one is, why was the why did the crocodile eat the woman mm-hmm. right modern man is like chance like yeah. it's, it's bad luck sorry right, right, and yeah. that's it yeah okay but archaic man because now carl Jung like quotes this thing how like apparently crocodile attacks are relatively rare given crocodile numbers i don't know if that's true or not i couldn't really find anything like probably super... like probably like 1950s that was yeah, yeah 1930s, 1930s yeah, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but I just assumed it was. So, like, so his his counter-argument was, okay, if it's just chance, but crocodiles rarely eat people, there has to be a reason for And the main thing was there has to be a reason for this break in the natural order, right? And then he went on to stress how, like, if the natural order is broken, then anything can happen, right? Like, that's still our viewpoint. You know, like, now that coronavirus has happened, nobody knows what's going on. Like it's yeah. no, it's functionally no different from three women going to draw water and the one in the middle is eaten by a crocodile, which is an, a typically unnatural occurrence. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. that chance doesn't really adequately explain because there's, it's because there has to be a reason for it happening. Otherwise it wouldn't happen. Mm. Right. And in that respect, actually Young made the point that, or made, yeah, made the point that archaic man's assumption is actually more valid than ours Mm. because if something happens just because it happens right that explanation doesn't work for something that doesn't happen if that Mm. makes sense right but if something happens because there's a reason for it happening the explanation works whether or not that thing happens because mm, it would mean okay I see. does that make sense yeah so like yeah. one one explanation only works if something happens the other explanation works in all cases right 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 um right. so but that's the thing is that like no two but that 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 archaic man versus modern man extends to all people right like, to the individual you know yeah that that each individual person has their own distinct worldview characterized by all of the things that have happened to them. Mm-hmm. And it is as perf- it is as unquestionably true as anyone else's. And that's like the oh, thing well. I've been thinking about a lot recently, because in America, like regardless of the actual facts, the perception is that like there are two teams. Yeah. Right. So how do you resolve that? If both teams think the other is wrong in just 
just carte blanche. Just the other team is wrong. And what I've been trying to do is, because because to me the 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 answer to the problem might lie somewhere in the fact that the explanation is as valid right. to you know that whole paradigm. Right. Where we're yeah. So I I haven't been able to unravel that though because cool. it's you know it's got you the jibbies. huh? Gives you the jibbies. It gives me the jeebies? Yeah. Kinda. Because you're scratching your head. You're like, oh shit. Yeah, 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 It's got me feeling kind of crazy. Yes, because I just don't know how to unwrap, because, because I, I, I'm having trouble work, I'm having trouble getting past, so I think the, yeah, so I'm having trouble getting past the point of just naming the problem, which is each individual's worldview is as valid to them I feel uh, like it's a good, my bad. I no, feel like it's a good amount of like narcissism, too. You think that's that plays in part, and like excessive, like, hmm. like feeling of like self-importance in a sense, because like it's like unjustified self-importance, because hmm. it's like most people don't be doing nothing, but no. like they feel like they're like self-important, and I get it, but like. They don't contribute nothing to like to no. work, you know. Like so, okay, yeah, you don't deserve to be feeling that strongly about your ideas when you're not doing. You're not, you're not doing nothing. For Interesting. The you know, like it's just facts. <laughs> yeah. Like the like the only reason you're here is because two people had sex. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's real. The only reason. Like for real, like I get it. Like the movement from like oh. I love myself and all that movement and mm-hmm. all the movement of like self-esteem and I'm like, oh wow, I'm love me and all that. But like the only reason you're here is just because like somebody picked somebody. Mm. Oftentimes the wrong person mm. to have sex with mm. and like boom, you're here. Like it wasn't like a coming together of like God or mm. something. And everyone it was like it's not like you've done anything. Mm. So. So it's it's the doing that really. Well, is that. And it's not like saving the doing justified anything. It's like, but it's like, that's like a, a beginning step. Like, have you actually done anything for the world? Mm. And what gives you the right to have an opinion? Just mm. like, like a lot of this like problems could be solved in like two to three questions. Like, and but just because we just have so much. How do you mean? Like a lot of this uh, questions of like people just being. Acting in very unnecessary ways sometimes in regards to like politics okay. can be broken down in like three questions. It's like one, what have you done for the world? Mm-hmm. What gives you the right to have this opinion? Mm. And is your life even good? Mm. In those three questions, you can break people down. Mm. And when you break them, down, those you know, that's a powerful combination, right? When you hit them with those questions, it's like <laughs> they're confused, but it's like very practical questions that everybody should be asking themselves every single day. And when you when you do that, it's like we're roll that back. What were those three? Let me see if I remember. Okay. What What have you done for the world? What gives you the right? What gives you the right to, to have, have that, that opinion? opinion? 
And is your life even good? Is your life even good? What have you done for the world? What gives you the right to have that opinion? And is your life even good? Is your life even good? Yeah, the even has to be there. Is your life even good? (laughs) (laughs) Because it has to be. Because... Dude. Well, because, like, the nature of the Dude. universe is that the answer is no. Yeah, like, like real. Like, come <laughs> on, man. Like, seriously. Shit. Like, like. <laughs> it has to be. Dude, because you have to real. introduce that little extra, like, screw twist into yeah. the question. Because, like, yeah. the universe is twisting those screws all yeah. the time. For real. It's, it's practical, like. I mean, like, so it's like, let me just ask those kind of three questions. It's like, you most people just break down. Like, they don't really have a way to come up. No. But that just it justifies the fact that, that is because it justifies the fact that they don't really have any substance to them. Mm. And that's, that's the reality of the case. And it's like. Well, is that, is that, is, is the antidote to tribalism individual? Um, pursuit of meaning, roughly speaking. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't say no to that. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say yes as well, but yeah, like, but so it's you know, you can't really say no. Yeah, you know, so it's like. So that was something I was thinking about earlier. Was I, yeah. I, I'm wondering if becoming yourself, like the path to doing that, is accepting your shortcomings and then pursuing what's meaningful, or you know, with intention. Essentially, yeah, but I'm not like accepting your shortcomings. Like you're perfect, so you're just gonna accept it. Mm. But in the sense of that, like you're always gonna have shortcomings, regardless of the game that you play. Yeah. So in that sense, I'll say yeah. So it's overcoming your shortcomings. It's probably. Yeah. So surmounting. Yeah. Oh, have, okay. Yeah. Surmounting and having a relationship with. Shortcomings. Yes, that second part's important. Yeah. Having the relationship with shortcomings because it's it's you. Yeah. And you have to. I don't know the the degree to which you know yourself honestly is probably the degree to which you can really be functional. For real. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. 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 Totally. Totally. And it's like. Like, America, like, uh, the world, like, human beings, me too, like, there's just this narcissistic tendency to always feel like, oh, what I'm dealing with is the most important thing ever, is, like, my life is, like, the most important thing, like, this Mm. thing is the most important thing. It's a natural. Yeah. Gotta go get some hamburger and cheese from McDonald's, (laughs) this is the most important thing, or cheese, or uh, whatever, whatever, Instagram, TikTok, or... Mm-hmm. This is the most important thing. Like, <laughs> man, if you knew, if you knew how big the world was and the the space and now I don't just say space like time mm-hmm. and like history. If you mm. knew how big it was, man, man, most of you shrink. Like mm. you don't even know. Like you, like the lives that have come and gone, like that you don't even know of. Mm. And you think, oh, you're something separate from all of that. Like, you, you, you like most of this. I mean, I'm gonna like most of this stuff shouldn't even be said. When, because like the more you know, the more quiet you become. Because the mm. more ignorance you realize that is present, and 
when you realize how much ignorance is present, like, the more humble you become because mm. it's like, how do you even start to deal with that? Yeah. And how do you start to fight that? And because ignorance piles up, I feel like ignorance piles up every day, mm. like, incrementally. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you have to battle it, like, actively battle it because yeah. it will, like... Now, you mean this, like, personally, like, personally, within yourself. Group, group yeah. wise, you know? Yeah, okay. All yeah, kinds yeah. of ignorance. At all, like, at all levels. Yeah, like, when I look at Trump, I'm not looking at, I, I know I'm just jumping the gun here right now to like a whole nother thing, but bear with me for a second. Like when I look at Trump, I'm not looking at like, oh, he's an idiot. Oh, like he probably reads every single day. Mm. Most, I would bet my money on that. I would bet like a thousand bucks that Trump reads. Well, thing too about that is like, yeah. And then like, he also plays golf and say with that, what you will. He's not, I realize this. He's not playing golf by himself. He's with the fucking top strata. The top of the pyramid, motherfuckers. You know, like, the dude... Apparently, the head of Regeneron is a golfing buddy of Trump. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, and that's how he, like, got his... That's maybe how he got, like, the first inklings of, like, some of the shit he got when he got COVID. Hmm. Yeah, so he's golfing buddies with the CEO of Regeneron. So the people he's... So he's constantly... He's 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 probably also reading. He's also constantly surrounding himself with all these people. Like, that's what golfing is. It's networking. It's building a relationship with people. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like there's like the big rich people playing golf all the time, right? Yeah. That's probably why you go to golf course. Because do you imagine like the big dick energy of having a dude come down, playing golf with a dude on your course? Yeah. Like Trump National Course? Yeah, like he wins, but it's my course. Yeah. Fine, fine. Yeah. But yeah, like, you know, you peep them type of things, like, one time I was younger and, like, the chancellor of our school, he walked in and he was giving a speech. This is, a, this was, a, I remember he was a very fine man, very cultured, very different from everybody else, very well-spoken and very, you know, proper. And if I have to use the word, very civilized. But he came in and was giving a speech and he said, he told all the students, he said, the president of the United States reads more books than all of you in here. And we were like, that doesn't make any sense. Because we were thinking the president just chilling, yeah. king of the empire or some shit. Yeah. But like, and one, literally. you know what I'm saying? And one, yeah. of my, and one of my friends was like, man, what the fuck is this chancellor talking about? Like, we, we got books every single time, you know? And that thing kind of stuck with me till today. It's probably been like, what? So this has been eight years. years or like twelve years since then, but it's been in my head, and I'm like, why would he say that? Because it's counterintuitive. But when people who are smarter than you say something, you listen. Yeah. Because they probably yeah. have something to say. Yeah. And I knew that dude was smart, smarter than everybody in the whole school. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just fine, man. Yeah. And then I thought about it, and then I took some more courses online with smart people. And I listen to more smart people on podcasts and everything. And I listen to really smart people because it's, it's not everybody that you're going to find that who says the truth and who you should listen to. It's, most stuff is usually trash compared to what really works for you. But when you find those people that actually make sense and you listen to them, and they actually also said, they said it, like the top people in the world, most of the time they deserve to be there. Mm. Mm. You know, yes. Like, yep. like yeah. the top people yeah. in the world, like, yeah. yep. like, they, like yep. they actually work. Yep. Yep, yep. And I thought about it, and I was like, huh, that makes sense. And, you know, it, 
then it was like people, you know, then I thought that makes a lot of sense why the presidents read a lot of books. Because they're the, like, they have to be in top shape mentally, mm. physically, like in every single way. Because there's so many things being thrown at them at every single time. And they have to be surrounded by the smartest people in the world at every single time. So they have to be able to be contending and going against the smartest people in the world every single time with their own ideas and their own way of seeing things and their own intellect. So they have to be constantly educating and re-educating and just being in top shape every single time. And it's like, huh. This is what most of the human public cannot see. This is what most of the human public cannot recognize. It's the Mm. fact that the people at the top actually are very humble in the sense of how much they learn and work. Mm. This is what most of the human public does not recognize. It's the fact that Michael Jordan is not just jumping with, oh, man, oh, he's magic. He just got it in his jeans. Oh, he's just doing no, it. No. He's actually working like crazy to the point that if we saw him training and working, we would think, what the fuck yeah. is up with that dude? Like a crazy person. Like a creep, yeah. Like yeah. Working like a creep. Yeah. And that made a lot of sense to me. And I was like, it's not that some people are just like separate. It's just that some people are just freakly, immensely engaged in something mm. that nobody can even conceptualize how engaged in it that they are. That's the thing. That's the not being able to conceptualize part. Yeah. Like, and it's until the world catches up to them mm. like, and sees like a little glimpse of it. Mm. That's when they're like, whoa, it's magic. But it's not really magic. It's just crazy. Well, it's amount. magic in the same way that a cell phone would be perceived by someone living in a castle. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But that's like Steve Jobs shit. Yeah. Doing his like yeah. with like immense amount of smart people around him. magic. Yeah. Well, what is magic except but bringing the inconceivable into reality? Exactly. Exactly. And it's like the great people. What? The, the the extraordinary people, mm. I would say, what they're doing is going to lengths and breaches, breaches that we haven't even conceptualized of yet. Mm. And then they bring it back to us. And we're like, whoa, what mm. the hell is that? <laughs> That's know? what they're doing. Exactly. And instead of the human society to be humble enough to recognize this fact and be like, wait a minute. This person might be an idiot, but they're bringing something That's the that thing. we haven't there's even such realized. This, like, there's this thing, like, from, like, I, uh, one, and this is awful. One of the things I remember most from hearing about the Michael Jordan documentary was, like, some issue about how he was an asshole and might have had a gambling problem, you know? Right. Like, it's within human nature to assign more value to the negatives we perceive because they kept us alive for right, right. Like six million years. Right, right. And arguably like 500 million, if not 3.5 billion, because technically if you just want to go back to life, you know? Yeah. So, so we're, we're, we're working, we're finally able, we're only, we're maybe 
realistically, maybe 10,000 years starting to be able to, like, apprehend ourselves, and maybe only 150 to really consider what's going on in the brain, like, if we just point to, like, the birth of psychology itself, you know? So, like, to work against three and a half billion years, we're just starting to figure out the problems of being because mm-hmm. we, we really it took us that long to just understand what being is right and you can't answer why until you know what you're dealing with right and we're only right. just starting to learn that and yeah and like one thing i love about jordan peterson is that he gives you the practical truths but not just giving you practical truths like oh, a website on google will give you but it's more like he gives you the practical truths after giving you a detailed scientific explanation about reality, our nature, yes, psychology, yep, how we relate to humans of the past, yep, how we relate to ourselves, yep, your reality, and then he gives you the practical truth, and then it all makes so much sense, and it's like. I get it when some of I get it. Some of us might be busy, whatever. We're all busy with stuff, and we're all doing this and doing that and doing this stuff. But we need to know more. Like, mm-hmm. like it's not an excuse. Like, there's no excuse at all. Like, there's no excuse. Like, we have to know more stuff. Like, and sometimes I even get scared of saying things like this because it's like. And I'm just put, putting more pressure on myself to even go to the extreme. But it's just the reality. Like, we have to actually know more stuff. Mm. Because it appears to me that we tend to get stupider and stupider. <laughs> if we're not actively working. <laughs> yeah, it's like we went to this huge spike of technological advancement and creativity and ingenuity. And now it's like, it keeps going farther and farther into technological advancement and creativity. But human beings are just getting, like, stupider and stupider. Yeah. And it's like... Like, the heights we're reaching are higher. That's that's definitely not questionable. But it's becoming more... It's becoming more rare. Yeah. The, the world, I don't know about that. The heights we're reaching are higher, but... The, the zeitgeist, as it were, the spirit of the times, yeah. is not reflecting that yeah we're what do they say like we're creating more technology more technology than we can understand its consequences yeah yeah but then it's like we're also creating much more technology technology that we then we can actually make use of its positives like i feel like most technology is just make is just made use of at the bare surface minimum in a sense of that they're so they're so advanced and so helpful that the surface use and the most superficial bare minimum type of benefit you could get from them is actually extremely valuable that's so advanced that's how so advanced technology is i feel it's like it's so advanced that you the minimum stuff that you do with it mm. appears to you like it's extremely valuable mm. but you haven't even scratched the surface
of what you could do with it. How do you mean? In the sense, like, you have a phone, but you just Twitter and, and Instagram it. Mm. But you could access every single information in the world mm. from that phone. Yeah. But because it's so easy to do, it's not as important to realize the necessity of that fact. And I, I also have to fall prey to that because that's yeah. the reality of the truth. Yeah. Because it's so easy. I'm, I'm not. I've been... Honestly, like, I know I'm not supposed to compare myself to others, but, like, you keep me moving. Like, yeah. you keep me motivated. You keep me looking at myself and being like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, me? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I feel like that's my job now. I should do that because <laughs> I feel like we're, like, we're, we're so soft because it's, like, there's people who actually keep me moving that I have to listen to every single time mm. so I can make sure I'm always catching myself. Because I know what I can do. Because you can't let yourself slip. Yeah, because I know what I can do. Like Yeah. Yeah. I'll just put it out. Like, I'm 21. And it's like, I know I'm like, I could do crazy stuff. Like, without a doubt. I don't even say it because I just know it deep down. Because I've already done some really cool stuff. And it got really boring real quick that I stopped. So it's like, I know what I know what I can do. but And it's like, I have to make sure I'm on top shape. Because... If you even know what your potential could be, if you even have a sliver, I don't want to use the word potential yet, if you even have a sliver of your ability, immediately it becomes your duty to just go to the extreme of what that ability could be. Right. You know, if you right. even have a sliver of what your ability is. Right. Or else your life is going to be shit. Yeah. And I feel like that's what Jordan Peterson is saying. It's saying what he, me personally, this is what Jordan Peterson is saying. Mm. He's saying. If you have an idea, the slightest idea of what your ability is, and you don't push yourself to the extremes of it, your life will be shitty. That's what Jordan Peterson is saying. I don't care if he comes here and starts breaking down, oh, uh, th- this is what he's saying. Yeah. Me, this, this is what yeah. he's saying. Whether he That's agrees with it or not, personally, this is what I think Jordan Peterson is saying. If you have the slightest idea of what your abilities could be, and you don't go to the extremes to use it, your life is going to be shit. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. there's so many college students and they're all idiots. In America, they're all idiots. For real. Me included. Me included. I'm not <laughs> safe from that. Definitely not. For real. Like, I remember I used to be in college. But, like, there's this... Sorry. Yeah. Yo. My bad. But, like, I mean, maybe I should, maybe I should go to the top colleges and see for sure. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to give them that pass. I feel like the college students are idiots. There's a culture... I've met, I've met enough to know. <laughs> uh, there's a culture surrounding college right now that, like, there's, there's a perception of college that exists that is just... That the institution is garbage, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And, like, I can't really point to my experience that my experience doesn't um give okay so according to my experience the theory that colleges are just becoming breeding grounds for leftist culture and identity politics doesn't really hold water and like i went to probably seven or ten meetings of the social justice committee not really not committee there was a so there was there were meetings on social justice for the rowan 
essentially social justice organization had these meetings, yeah. and then I, I attended many of them, yeah. and I didn't see... It didn't seem like the only matters that were discussed were frivolous. There were there were non-frivolous matters that were discussed at the meetings, you know. What does frivolous mean? Can I Frivol uh, I'm just going to Google it. Yeah. I always forget what it, It's kind of sort of like meaningless. No, total opposite. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, not having any serious purpose or value. Okay. <laughs> 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 that's like a good amount of um yeah yeah that's like a good amount of people yeah but, yeah uh, let's nah, see that's so 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 my experience doesn't give the theory that colleges are just social justice quagmires like i don't my experience doesn't bear that out but like there's still like a perception that exists and like i listen to a lot of joe rogan yeah. And he frequently has academics on, and the academics frequently cite that there is a, a an evolving culture in academia where certain subject matters have been disallowed from study right. outright, regardless of their merit. In 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 the effort to essentially further a an ideology. You know, so like trans studies are really hard. And like so there were so so according to the experts, that's a thing. Um so I, I and that's a problem because that's college is not college is honestly supposed to be the best vaccination against ideology. Mm, right. Honor right, like right. in purpose. By the way, I'd like to apologize for what I said earlier. I said um, most people are frivolous. I don't think that is true. I think that uh, a good amount of uh, human beings allow themselves to fall into frivolity. But I don't think they're frivolous. But, um, yeah. Continue. I think that's more fair way of saying that. Yeah. Um, so, so that's a problem when our highest institutions have at least the reputation of restricting study in favor of conformity to ideology. <laughs> yeah. I think the schools are just doing it for money, though. Like, I don't think they really care. Uh, well, yeah, but th that's a whole other issue that, like, the schools can charge whatever they want because they know it'll be paid. As long as you just, yeah, as long as like, you come there, you feel good. Yeah, I just, like I don't think they care to be honest. The, but the whole game's twisted because like yeah. your, your student loans can't be forgiven in bankruptcy. Yeah, that's like a scam, scam. Yeah, like like yeah, like think about it, right? Like if you buy something online mm -hmm. and they say you get your money back thirty days if you don't like it, mm -hmm. fair game. But then you go to college and you spend four years. And at the end of it, if you actually say you hated it with all your life, at least you should get something back. Yeah. I mean, the argument like, is, I can, I understand an argument could be, like, you have your degree, so you can't, the money can't be forgiven. But it's not like the money's coming back to you. Right. You know, like, you're still going through bankruptcy. Right. And, like... I don't know. To it seems like the wrong approach to 
enslave people until they're dead for student loans. It seems like in the wrong spirit of things. Yeah, and I feel like most jobs nowadays don't even really care if you have a degree. Like Certainly not where you're from. Certainly not. Like, like community college is the best. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I, I think... I think a degree is probably still important. Well, what a degree... Most likely, yeah. What a degree says in large part is... It's it's verification that you've gone through and done a work. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So you, you've seen a thing to completion that in theory built your character, expanded your worldview, and gave you some vague idea of what it might take to get started in X field. You'll get started in X field, and then you'll actually learn the work. Mm. You know? Like, that's really what a college degree is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But it... It's become corrupted. Honestly. Like, the university system of the United States is corrupted right now. Yeah. Because if it weren't corrupted, then it'd have a good reputation. Because the people's is mad old, right? When the people's that be doing the laws and stuff. I don't know if that relates. That's certainly <laughs> true. That's definitely true. Oh, well. Um, but I don't know if that has to do with that. With mm. has to do with the corruption of college. Certainly, the corruption of the United States. Because the like, people's is mad old too. Because the people's is mad old. The judges mm-hmm. and stuff. Yep. Like, one thing I've started to hear being introduced into the conversation more often when the United States is spoken about is the word corruption. Like, there are a lot of elements in the United States that are corrupt. Like, I don't know about Katrina funding, but I'm pretty sure that was fucky. Like, definitely the business loans that just went out six months ago and how businesses that didn't deserve them got them. Like... Like, the United States is pretty fucking corrupt. Do like, you, fucking 2008. Do you think that the old people should be, like, euthanized, like, real early so they don't get corrupt the United States? If old people should have to retire early? Yeah. I think there would be value to that. Yeah. Um, the only problem, though, is you only... You can only purchase wisdom with age. Do you f- so there'd have to still be some involvement. There, there'd have, there, there'd have to be hierarchies of involvement, hierarchies of influence, and hierarchies of experience. Do you think that we should go into the houses and just go and beat up all the old people real quick and tell them, "Yo, don't corrupt the United States real quick." That seems like the single most expedient option. Yeah, I mean, I feel, like, I, feel, I have a broom that I just got in the closet. Oh, oh, oh. I, I can, I got like three walking sticks. Oh, you want to go beat up some old people? Beat them up like near death, but like still alive to like be like. No, they have to realize it's happening. Is the problem? Yeah, yeah. But, like, they, like, they gotta be alive to like, to, like say like one more law and like <laughs> un- remove the corruption or something <laughs> like that, and then like die. You feel me? Yeah, not really. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're gonna wrap Yo, up there kids, and go beat up some old kids, people. Kids, don't beat up no old don't, people. Don't beat for up real. old people. I need to say nothing, yo. Think for yourself. Respect. Booyakasha. <laughs>